I'm sorry I screamed. Welcome back to another episode of the By Felipe podcast. I'm Alexandra Tweeten with my co-host, Allison Stevenson. And here we are. It's another week. It's <laughs> barely, but yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's it sure is another week, isn't it? Yes, mm. it is. Mm. Uh, I feel like we had a, an eventful, eventful week, or I did, I guess. Yeah, maybe you did. I don't know. What did I do? Yeah, why, why don't you update me first? Let me know what's going on. Um, yeah, well. Oh. <laughs> our, Jack, your dog just scared the shit out of me. Our podcast pup. Twigs. Our podcast pup is here. What, producer um, Jack is here, as usual. Hi, everybody. We, what, anything exciting going on for you right now? Um, Let's see. Slept on the couch last night. Oh, dog house? Dog huh? house with twigs. <laughs> no, uh, our mattress just sucks. So it, oh, I don't know man. why people keep buying these like foam mattresses where you just sink into it. They're not just like terrible for for like sleeping. They they suck for sex too. They're the worst because it absorbs hmm. like all the momentum and you're like doing double the work. It's like sand or something. Yeah. 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 yeah it's like fucking in quicksand. Huh. Okay, well, you heard it here first. I'm just going to video Jack because we don't have any. We have no video of Jack talking. guys? We need a whole new, we need a definite, like, whole new camera setup. Uh, Okay, well, you heard it here first. Uh, Super soft foam mattresses are canceled. canceled. (laughs) Hey, if anyone wants to give us a mattress sponsorship, like, hit us up. We We need a firm mattress company (laughs) brave enough to pass the fuck test. Yeah, yeah, bring it to our house and we'll fuck on it (laughs) and we'll give you a fuck rating. That actually would be pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I lucked out with my mattress. My (laughs) mattress... Again, a story I didn't think we would get into. <laughs> my mattress was gifted to me by a rich woman because she reached out to another friend and asked her if she needed a new bed. Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, no, but my other friend might. And that was me. <laughs> and so I got connected with this rich. It was like a it's like a West Elm. Like I ended up looking it up after it's like a two thousand dollar mattress and bed frame. Oh, wow. Super fucking nice. And I just had to like call my stepdad and ask him to bring his truck so I could take it mm-hmm. back to my place. And it's a good bed? It's a great bed. Did I it love pass it. the fuck test? What's it, the fuck oh, test rating? Oh, it passes the fuck test, baby. <laughs> it's had a lot of practice. <laughs> it's firm, but not too firm. Okay. Yeah, you know, that's good. It's got a little bit of, it's like soft, but, you know, still hard. Like the a nice perfect. butt. Yeah. Yeah, it's got some bounce to it, but it's not going overboard, you know? Yeah. yeah. A Love good used bed. bed. Love a good bed. My <laughs> friends just got, like, a used bed frame, this, like, crazy-looking gold thing, and it used to belong to uh, Gore Vidal. 
What? Yeah, Max how? and Penelope. They, it's how their bet. That, how did that happen? They were at some estate thing or something, and it was like, yeah, this is Gore Vidal's like bed frame. Holy shit! So that bed frame's definitely seen some, some fucking, some, some fucking for Whoa. sure, dude. <laughs> I wonder if like maybe he's haunting it or something, <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah, blessing it. Did he date? Um, Anais Nin, uh, or were they, I don't know. They were just friends. I don't know. There's I don't a connection know. there. Hmm. Um, she, you know, wrote I I just learned Erotica. like maybe mm-hmm. a year ago that that was two separate names. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that like Gorvidal was like one last name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. You thought it was like Gorvidal. Tear down this wall, <laughs> Mister Gorvidal. Something like that. <laughs> Totally different person. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, we'll give Jack a history lesson later. <laughs> uh, what you said you had something. What what happened? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was at the bar the other night and um, just hanging out with some friends, and then I saw this long-haired, uh, bearded man at the bar, and I was like, "That's my type." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, I was like, I'm just going to go talk to him. So, uh, okay, I, I like that initiation. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's if I see someone and I'm like, they're hot and they're like, you know, at the bar, I'm like, I'll just go. I'll just go talk to them. Um, I feel like I've built up this skill. It's, it's worked out well for me. That's good. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I went up next to him and then I ordered a drink and he was like closing out his tab. And then we, I can't remember what I said, but I just started talking to him. And um, we just, you know, he was cool. There was conversation happening. And then, um, yeah, at, one, at some point he's just like, can I just be, like, you're so cool. Like, can I just be, like, really honest with you? And I was like, yeah, please. I love honesty. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I feel like you're not going to love whatever honesty (laughs) is about to come? I feel like anybody who says, can I be honest with you, it's never good. (laughs) Well, let's see. What was it? (laughs) Well, he was like, I would never, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Like, he was like, oh, he can believe it. (laughs) He can believe it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. When he he said it, I'm saying it in like a funny way, but he, I, at the time, I, I was like, no, it seems like real. Or, I don't know. Maybe it's just my judge of character. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what did he say? Let's hear um, it. But anyway, he was just like, I just can't stop thinking about how I really want to bend you over and rail you. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Chivalry's not dead. <laughs> That's the last thing I was thinking was about to be. I, 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 feel, like, I thought I it was going to be more like. I thought it was going to be more like, I'd really like to fuck you tonight. I didn't think there was going to be like a detailed, specific thing in how yeah. he wants to do it. Oh, so you were thinking. <laughs> I was thinking he was going to say, I want to fuck tonight or something like something like that. I was like thinking like I, ha- like I have terminal illness. Like I thought it was going to go like a total. <laughs> hey, I think you're really cool. I'm going to die in a week. I've, I've never told anyone this, but I'm. I'm going to die tomorrow. I mean, that could still be on the table. That's why he's so bold. Yeah. He's got yeah. a week to live, so he's just yes-manning everything. But he straight up said, I want to bend you over and rail yeah, you. Yeah, so that, that's a direct quote. Ooh, that's, you know. 
I'm I'm trying to put myself in your shoes and I'm like, okay, if I had a few drinks in me and I thought this guy was really hot and he said that, it's like, it's almost so, <laughs> I think it would be a little hot. I think I would be slightly turned yeah. on by that. Because like I was already, I was, I was interested in him. How long right. had you been talking before he said that? Probably like 10 minutes. 10 minutes. That's not a long time. <laughs> no. No, not at all. I want to say, but I don't know. My perception of time is like fucked up. So I don't know. I, but it, but yeah. It was two minutes. No. <laughs> he was still filling in the tip on his check. No, get this. Okay, so he when I walked up to him, he was closing his tab. And then we were talking for a while. And then, uh, oh, and then my friend came up and bought us shots. Mm. And he was like, here, do you want these? And the, he was like, oh, no, I better not have that. Because if, like, if what I am thinking about comes to fruition, like, I want to be, like, prepared. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I, I can't have that shot, bro. I'm railing tonight. Damn. <laughs> he was like, I don't want to get too drunk just in case this, like, happens. He said that yeah, to you? That isn't that sexy. He turned down the, the shot. He was like, no, give it to someone else. After telling you he wanted to bend you over and rail you? Yeah. Well, you must have responded positively. Yeah, I mean, I was like, wow, thanks. Wow, thanks. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Oh, my God. <laughs> no one's ever done that for me before. <laughs> you really think he's never said that? I mean, it's in, it's, it seemed like... He said it. It seemed like he wasn't... It, he didn't come off as, like, a person who does that all the time. Mm. He, like, he really didn't. I don't know. Well... <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, this, this is one of those perfect examples of a thing that, like, it really depends on who you are. Like, yeah. Because I could see another person being told that and being like, Fuck you! And no, like, oh yeah. Off. He said that. He I mean, that's like, why I would never say that ever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> For fear of that. Exactly. Like. But, but I also feel like I don't know if it's just me, personally, or just being a woman in general. But I feel like uh, a lot of guys feel really, really, really comfortable telling me like the weird mm -hmm. things that they're into and that they want to do. Because even with other guys that I've dated. They have told me things that, like, they're, you know, their kinks and whatever, um, that they're like, I've never told anyone else that before. Like, embarrassing stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. There's, I th feel like I have a quality about me that makes people feel comfortable telling me. Yeah, you don't, come off, as, you don't come off as incredibly judgmental. <laughs> what? You don't come off as incredibly judgmental. I think and that's I'm not. what it is. I think yeah. that yeah. quality is horniness. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a combination. It's like they're like really horny, but also, but I'm not, I, I do try not to judge people for, you know. I mean, you did walk is. up with like horny intentions and energy. So he probably picked up on it I, pretty that's clearly. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying you probably oh, I, were yeah. like, hey, how you yeah, doing? I, like <laughs> putting the mood. Yeah, yeah. When you were talking to him, I'd was the whole conversation. I've flirt mode, you guys. <laughs> was the, was the whole she puts the moves on. She's, she's a good flirter. <laughs> Yeah. I've seen you in flirt mode, oh. and you you lay it on like, which is good. I yeah. admire that because I'm terrified to do that. I'm like, <laughs> I don't like. I need to like. He has to like 
show me his dick for me to be like, all right, I guess he likes me. <laughs> <laughs> it has my name written on it. Yeah, he's got to carve his na- <laughs> my name on his dick. Uh, but yeah, so he probably could sense a little bit of everything. Yeah, a little yeah. Bit of like- I mean, I probably walked up and was just like... I don't, I don't know what I did, but yeah, I always think stuff. I'm being sly. Like, I always think I'm, like, being not obvious, but in reality, I'm being, like, over-the-top obvious. <laughs> Which is fine, because a lot of people need that. Yeah. A lot to, of people don't realize that you're flirting with them. Oh, 100%. Unless you're, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of that. I don't really know when someone's flirting with me <laughs> until, again, they show me their day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody who's listening, know that that's that's how she thinks it's flirting, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm alone. Walk up to her, take your dick out, and be like, I've had a crush on you for a little while. Only do this to me. Don't do it to anybody else. (laughs) I will be fine with it. You can tell Alexandra that you want to bend her over and rail her. And you can show me. Yeah, what are what's what are we doing here? What are we putting out there? Like this. This could be taken so out of context. Unfortunately, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, I'll say just just tell me you think I'm cute. That, that's all I need. Yeah. I don't need anything. I don't need to see dicks or pussies or <laughs> anybody to say how they want to fuck me. Yeah. If you just compliment my eyes or something, I'll know. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But that could still be friendly. I guess I don't know. Eyes are. Eh, maybe you're right. Like, oh, nice eyes. How about a butt? Compliment a butt. That's not too well, sexual. That could be... I guess I've got some <laughs> that could border on harassing. Complimentary friends. Yeah, nice butt on a guy though isn't too harassy because I feel like it's a, a part of the body that guys don't get a lot of compliments on. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, okay. So what happened next? So yeah, he turned down the shot. <laughs> so okay. He uh, you know, could Perform. Perform. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We just kept talking. And I, I'm trying to remember more interesting parts of the conversation. Uh, but yeah, he was just like, I mean, I remember telling him like, he was like, oh, I mean, the, gosh, guys, like we just are so horny all the time. He was like, and then, um, and then uh, he, oh, oh, this is what he did. He tried to close out. He asked the bartender. He's like, "Yeah, can I close out my tab again?" And, and then the bartender like looks through the thing, and he's like, "Are you sure you have a tab open?" And he was like, "Oh my god, I already closed it." And he was like, "This see, I like you walked over here, and I couldn't even concentrate on what I was oh doing because I was thinking about so horny." <laughs> So horny, he so can't horny! I forgot to pay twice. Ooh. <laughs> no, he really did. He forgot that he just closed out. So horny! I've time oh traveled. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm so- Alexander. I hate to break this to you. This feels extremely rehearsed on his he part. He did. He was not. Re- I have to. I know it sounds like it, which but is like, fine. He was not. Like it's a tactic. I don't know. Whatever. I don't think he. I don't think he closed out twice to like drive it. Drive the message that he home. was so horny. Yeah. Overseeing you. <laughs> That's just like how it happened. Okay. 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 Keep going. But yeah, he was just like. I don't know. And and I I was like, 
you know what? That's cool. Thanks a lot. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but I'll, but I mean, I did walk up to him being like, you know. Yeah. You did initiate. Yeah. That, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, so anyway, the bar closed and. Um, I would have loved to have seen this actually happen. <laughs> I really want to be in the space of this scene playing out. I wish we could have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then I was like, well, you want to <laughs> get out of here? Uh, hey, you want your dream to come true? <laughs> So we were making out <laughs> and um, then in the middle of it, he's like, "Wait, this, you took him back to your place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I did. Okay, <laughs> so okay. I was like, look, your strategy worked. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. should do this to everyone all the time. <laughs> well, not everyone. Not, I don't think you should do it. it. It only worked with me because I was already pulling my strategy on you. Yeah. And we were yeah. like mutually like trying to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, that's the only reason why it worked. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, then he was like, I'm sorry. I, I don't think I can. I don't think I can do this. And I was like, he did have that shot. Oh, why? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it's just like uh, this, like really traumatic thing happened to me. And I just I just don't think I can do this right now. And I was like, what? And he was like, uh, it was a death. There was a death a month ago and it was oh. apparent. One of his parents died. Oh. He didn't specify he was like, which? No, he just said, I had a parent die a month ago. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm really sorry. And, yeah, he was like, I just I just don't think I should, like, yeah, do that to you. And I was Whoa. like, all right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I was like, he was like, oh, I'm just going to walk home. And I felt bad. He, li- he doesn't live far away, but I was like, oh, I'll just give you a ride. So I gave him a ride home. He was like, yeah, I feel really bad, but it's just like I'm going through it right now. Okay. And I was That and actually I that. does make sense now with like yeah. what he was saying. Like he's yeah. just probably emotionally he's all over the place. going through it. And uh-huh. I immediately was like, oh, he's in like the numbing mode of like when yeah. something like terrible happens and you're trying to get over it. And he's obviously, like, trying to numb out and, like, use sex and, and whatever as a coping Yeah, but he did But I honestly am, like, good for him because yeah. he, he, like, realized it and was like, wait, I should not do this to another person. Yeah, that's actually, that's great. Yeah, so. And he also showed restraint with the shot. Yeah. So he's not even abusing that too much. Yeah, yeah. So I appreciate it. And I felt really bad for him. Like, I was like. Oh, yeah. And then I so I gave him a ride home. And he was like, yeah, he was like, I just I just know like I, I'd probably just like come on your tits and then start crying. So <laughs> I just don't want to do that to you. <laughs> and and you're like, like, oh, you think you'd be the first? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I mean, you can cry on me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, the crying's not as bad. <laughs> yeah, cry on my tits. I, yeah. That's fine. I don't... Whatever. Um, yeah. But no, he he was like, no, that's okay. Like, oh... Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, 
Bye. Wow. <laughs> and you haven't and seen so, him since? No, and I didn't get his number or his Instagram, so I don't know. Really? Didn't get his number. I gave him my number. I think I, yeah, I gave him my number, but he hasn't texted me or anything. So, huh. but I, I don't know. I'm sure I'll run into him again. Yeah. I mean, he's probably very embarrassed from the situation. I know. And I don't think he knows that I have a podcast about this. So, <laughs> and he might be a huge fan and not even know it and be listening right now. <laughs> be like, hey, I no. think that's about me. No. So, I mean, <laughs> but I'm still not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's not specific enough. It could be some <laughs> other guy who wants to cry and come on titties. <laughs> So, yeah, but, but I don't think it's a bad story. Like I feel, I feel no, really I think bad. it's great. I mean, it was a good story. I feel bad for him. And I totally mm-hmm. like, I mean, I don't understand. I don't have, I, both my parents are alive, so I can't, but I have friends and who have gone through it and mm-hmm. it's fucking tough. Oh yeah. I mean, a month is like nothing. Yeah, That's, exactly. You're still yeah. in that grieving stage for sure. Oh Yeah. So it totally makes sense. I mean, it, yeah. And saying I want to bend you over and yeah. rail you completely. Like, yeah. all of that now makes, it sense makes sense now. He's going through it. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, I was like, I can't, I can't blame you. You can't fault this. Yeah. 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 I, get, I get what you're saying. He now. seemed like a really sweet guy, too. Especially since he was like. Or he's lying about <laughs> having a dead parent. Yeah, you got to Google him. Google game. this guy. <laughs> And it's like, now I'm going to run into her again, and she's going to feel sympathy for me. <laughs> and that's a really, I mean, well, I guess he could be a swindler. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I they mean, call him the parent trap. That's his whole angle. Yeah. No, no. But I was like, damn, sorry. He wow. was really cute, too. Oof. Well, he'll probably be pretty cute in a year when he's feeling yeah, better, so you I can know, see him yeah. then. He'll probably be, and then cuter. just use the same line on him and see if he remembers. Yeah, hopefully he does. <laughs> Tell him that you want to bend him over and rail him. <laughs> see where he's at. I feel like rail is what really threw rail me is. Uh, I've never used that phrase. Like, <laughs> fuck you would be hot. Like I want to bend you over and fuck you, but like rail you. That's rail, like yeah. Really. It does. It seems. It seems like an older. <laughs> like something in the 70s it just immediately makes me think of like it's like oh this is way i thought it was hilarious <laughs> i thought it was really funny <laughs> and i was like wow thanks <laughs> i <honestly laughs> said that <laughs> wait reenactment real quick so i'm gonna say it and then mm. you respond okay okay oh i'm sorry i mean <laughs> great voice <laughs> This is on my mind right now. I can't. This is all I can think about. I hope you don't think I'm I'm being too forward, but uh, I would just love to bend you over and rail you. That's like, wow. Well, thanks. That's how you responded. Bitchin'. <laughs> I was like, cool. Well, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> I when, he was like when you walked over here I could not think of anything else like damn and I was like cool <laughs> were, when you walked up to him were you walking backwards <laughs> is that what happened no no I was just yeah and he was like he was like I'm sure like literally any guy and you could like go home with any guy in this bar right now okay and I was like probably. <laughs> <laughs> 
Interesting. Okay. Well. Yeah, but I was like, well, you know what? I came over here because I was like, I saw you, and I was like, that guy's cute. So. Okay. Yeah, it was the feeling was mutual. Yeah, it seems like you were both <laughs> equally, maybe like very much each other's types. Yeah. Yeah. And Unfortunately, it was the timing thing. Bad timing. Bad timing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm going to yeah. hope, hope I run into him in a year. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think you might. Yeah. Well, that's that's the end of the story. OK. Uh, wow. That's quite a story there. Yeah. It was it was pretty funny, though. <laughs> and sad at the same time. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> wah, wah. yeah. Of all the things you think like sex won't happen, <laughs> like that's 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 a new one. I, I've never gotten that one. Yeah, I hadn't either. Um, but I truly, I truly feel sorry for him. And if you're listening, if you're listening, if you listen to this, dude, I am so sorry, and I am like. <laughs> Yeah. Still down. It's not, it's not bad. And totally, not I'd bad. Still, still be down. down for you to rail me. <laughs> you have my number. You can come on my tip. You can come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just know whenever you're ready, the offer still stands. <laughs> Man. Yeah. All right. Shit. That's a good story. Yeah. Um, well... I mean, I have nothing to, I, I am, I went on a date on Saturday, but it was normal. <laughs> we just got drunk and danced. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like fucking like, uh, Mary Poppins over here. <laughs> Mary <Yeah>. Poppins. <laughs> that's, that's who you think like a goody two shoe is? Yeah, it was like a. Yeah. No, Mary Poppins was good. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we fucked, but it wasn't nothing too exciting. He didn't bend me over and rail me. I mean, it didn't happen for me either. <laughs> but the conversation was lit. I love that. That's a good, that's a key. Yeah, sometimes a good horny conversation is all you need to have a good night. Yeah. Totally. It's a yeah. nice horny talk. With I was someone. like, well, at least it was entertaining. Mm hmm. <laughs> and you still made out. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. A good make out sometimes is better than sex. Yeah. Yeah. He was real hot mm. also. Mm. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I guess we should maybe get to our guest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to have this guest on. I think he's very interesting and um it's gonna be a good a good conversation about the topics that we that i talk about on by felipe a lot the you know masculinity and why men are emotionally unavailable <laughs> and all those things i feel like everything we t we're talking about is the complete antithesis to the story <laughs> yes told. it is uh, we're gonna do a hard pivot it's a, a very it's hard about pivot. nuances there's different a... angles and perspectives <laughs> and context yeah <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a hard pivot so just a warning. <laughs> <laughs> the second half of the episode it's so like a completely different <laughs> podcast <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, uh, let's take a break and get to it. 
This week on the episode, we have Jeff Pereira. He's a speaker and writer on helpful versus harmful manhood and the creator of the website Higher Unlearning. Thank you so much for joining us, Jeff. It's great to be here. Yeah, I really wanted to have Jeff on because I actually met him on Clubhouse <laughs> during the middle of the pandemic. Oh, is that still going on? <laughs> is Clubhouse still popping? Is it still it's a thing? Still, Are... still ticking, yeah, still there. Okay. It's like, I, I, th- I think I was like really lonely in the middle of like yeah. lockdown. Yeah. And I was like, I haven't talked to anyone in so long. And then I, I downloaded Clubhouse. And I don't know, I just joined a random, I think you were hosting some room about, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, we had so like a really good conversation. Also with Emily Sears was in it mm. and um, our mutual friend and like, yeah, it was just super interesting. So yeah, Clubhouse, yeah, yeah it was just a great spot for people who were, we were all isolating and trying to figure things out and we can like. I, I, it was like a big conference center where you could kind of pop in and out of different discussions and conversations and uh, for better or for worse, right? Because there's a <laughs> lot of nonsense on there too, but. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Jeff's an expert and speaker on masculinity and he does like, he writes and, and does speeches about um, healthy masculinity. But um, how did you get into that line of work? Yeah. So long story short, um, you know, I, um, grew up in a home of domestic violence. So, you know, for me, it was, I became, you know, at an early age, tuned into the reality of women and girls, but also, you know, like, why, why is my father like this, you know? And, and as I got older, you know, going from being a kid to, you know, preteen and teen, realizing that the men in my neighborhood, I grew up in a very diverse neighborhood here in uh, Toronto, Canada, uh, and uh, we had kids from all over the world. And that's kind of what we had in common is struggling with the manhood stuff you know these ideas of being a man and it was a kind of a it was a poor neighborhood so kids would be involved in drugs or kind of you know street life but uh you know so you had ideas different versions of what it looked like to be a man but when I would hang out with with you know young boys who were my friends one-on-one it was a lot different than when we we were with other people right like you know and then as we got older and got into the world of dating and relationships and so that kind of became my professional journey. Where, like, I realized this is the work I want to do and trying to have these conversations uh, with men and boys. And, you know, why it is we do what we do. And as I describe it, trying to move from harmful to helpful ideas of being a man uh, or a young man. So you write for Higher Unlearning. Is that your own website? Yeah. Um, I, like, I, I do. Um, basically, it's a, I've, I've worked for a few nonprofits and, I do talks and trainings, um, you know, or just lead discussions, and I do a bit of writing. Higher Learning is a site that I created just basically to kind of post my written work and also videos, uh, different contributions to the conversation. I, I've written other places as well. But, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, there, there are many folks, thankfully, doing this work now. Uh, still not many men of color, but, uh, you know, just thankful to um be able to contribute to these mm. these conversations around gender and how it affects all of us yeah. yeah what are some things that you personally have had to like unlearn in the process of this like were there things that surprised you about yourself even where you were like oh i i do that or i i 
you know, what was that process like? Yeah, totally. I, you know, like I, I mean, for me growing up, I was very conscious of the fact that, you know, my father was violent and that stopped at an early age, but, you know, I, I was, you know, conscious of not wanting to be like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I was into, you know, like a lot of kids, violent, you know, cart- back in the day, it was like violent, like, you know, like Kung Fu movies and, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. war movies and things like that and cartoons. But uh, just really kind of being allergic to violence otherwise, you know. And so there are some things where I was like, I, I don't get that. I'm not I'm not down with that. But I could also kind of participate in the culture as someone who consumes that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, for me growing up, it was kind of recognizing, you know, whether it was homophobia, uh, transphobia, things that I kind of laughed and went along with. And, of course, also, you know, jokes that were misogynistic, you know. And I was also yeah. at the same time someone that most of my friends, it's always been the case, have been women, you know, and um, from being a kid onwards. And, you know, I was, I, I was at a point where, you know, I went to the Pride Parade back when it, you didn't tell people that you went because I was afraid of, you know, the consequences, you know, back in those right, days. Right. Um, and But still using the F word, still being, again, homophobic, sexist, yeah. transphobic. And so those are things that you kind of, you realize, well, why am I doing that? And where does that come from? And going from, oh, but I don't mean in that way, to recognizing the power behind those words and why you use them, right? And the effect it has and the, what you're trying to do or establish, you know? So it's things like that that I think, for me, it was it was an ongoing journey, you know, especially when it comes to uh, relationships and dating, you know, which I'm sure we'll talk mm-hmm. about. So much of who you are surfaces, right? So yeah. you're constantly kind of recognizing, oh, like, you know, those kinds of attitudes or um, behaviors are still lurking in there somewhere. And they, like yeah, I said, they, totally. they surface, you know, so. Um, what do you, what do you think is like the difference between people who kind of grow up in similar situations to you, but they go the other way and they like yeah. get more, cause you can go one of, you know, you can yeah. be like, acknowledge it and be like, wow, this is fucked up. I want to like learn how to make it better. Or you can get like sucked yeah. in the other way. I mean, that's what, when you were talking about, you know, like, why is my dad like this? Like, the first thing that popped in my head is like, well, I think, like, was his dad like that? Like, it's very much passed down in a way where anger is, for men, taught as, like, the default versus, you know, like, it is, there is something to this, like, generational aspect of it. And not just anger, like I, in my experience, like my dad is very stoic and like doesn't talk about his emotions and that's, and he literally, like I've had a conversation with him and he said, oh, well, my dad didn't talk to us either. So like, that's just what I know. And I think so much of it is like, how much, how much of like. When your parents are the blueprint. (laughs) Yeah. How much of like our parents and our, our fathers, 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 like how much is this like way of being passed down from like so many generations and I feel Mm -hmm. like only now we're kind of starting to be like uh actually let's break that like that cycle totally it's like you know I always say like you trace the the trail of pain you can trace it back to a father or a lack of one you know a lot of the time and obviously you know it's not to kind of demonize men like you know they're obviously people who have been disappointing and hurtful there's 
a lot of us have had horrible experiences with their mother, right? Like it's, yeah. you know, it's ding, not, ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's, it's the reality, but I think that, I think that the difference is, and I talk about this, like when it comes to our emotional literacy and how we develop, like I call it like our emotional muscle, um, you know, and that's what becomes the problem when we enter relationships and dating, right? Like for young people who are like, if you're raised to be a young boy or raised to be a young girl, there are differences worldwide, but there's a lot of things we have in common. And I think one of those things is there's a certain point where, um, regardless of who's raising you, uh, it might even just be society does this to you, but Mm -hmm. you kind of, at some point you put away the stuffed teddy bear and for young boys to pick up a war doll, or now they play like, you know, violent video games, whatever. Um, not to be critical of, of certain things. I'm not saying that if you play video games, you're going to become something or not something, but young girls, they, like we'll give them a baby doll. Like we're giving them, we're teaching them to take care of someone before they can take care of themselves. And then yeah. we're giving them like cook sets and uh, gardening tools and like all those mm-hmm. different things where they're learning how to nurture. That's becomes like this emotional muscle they build. So like young boys, like running around in the playground, building physical muscle, but our emotional muscle stops building. We almost like snap it and then it becomes atrophied so that, emotional muscle young girls and some young boys obviously too and if i can say i think i was one of those because i was hanging out with young girls and Mm -hmm. i in my own way developed that emotional muscle and that kind of went into my teens and then relationships and then dating and now you're 16 and da 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 so here you are in your 20s or your 30s and you have someone who uh has stopped emotionally working out when they were five years old or 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, and then you have someone else who's been emotionally working out their whole life. So mm-hmm. a relationship is like going to the gym, right? And the mm-hmm. one person's just jacked emotionally. <laughs> and the other person's like, they walk into the, like a relationship, again, like you walk into the gym and you're looking at the equipment, like what, what do I, do you want me to sit on this? Like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. You know? And so now the other person totally. has to get them up to speed. Yeah. Has to train them. And yeah. and that becomes the friction. It's like, well, you need yeah. to get up to my level. But yeah. then it's also recognizing I think that that's the difficulty is because it's it is like working out and like women generally generally speaking are like emotionally jacked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we try to have these conver- like interactions with men who like have not been working out mentally. <laughs> Um, and like don't want to yeah but it's something that you can't see like it like going to the gym it's like something that is like oh i can see like who is going to the gym and whatever (laughs) but like the 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 emotional growth is not something you can immediately pick up on it's it's also a a bit of a a trick too because like someone can look fit that's but they're completely out of shape and there's someone who you think oh this person needs to go to the gym but they actually they're pretty, you know, you flexible and yeah. they can yeah. run and yeah, yeah, you know, so like I'm, I'm a larger guy and people will make assumptions based on that and someone who looks like they're fit. Yeah. They make assumptions too. So same thing like emotionally, like I think there are men who present like, oh, I'm, I'm very in touch with yeah. my whatever and I'm very up, vulnerable. Pick up the yeah. language, but not actually put it into use and they can like, yeah. they can look like they are. They are emotionally jacked, but they aren't really. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's interesting because I'm, I'm thinking of somebody, a friend of mine, who went to therapy weekly for like four years. 
Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind because he still hadn't changed. Like, nothing about him was different. And I was just like, yeah. I feel like you're just going to therapy to tell people that you're going to therapy. You know what I mean? Because it's like, his issue was he's always had commitment issues. And it's like, he wanted to go to therapy to work on his commitment issues. In those, like, four years, I'd never see him. He would never, he would still keep repeating the patterns of, like, dating a woman, getting really excited about it, and then ending it, like, a month later or two months later. Like, the patterns would keep going. I'm like, what are you talking about in therapy if, like, nothing is changing in your life that... Like, you're not taking any of this stuff and actually putting it to use. Yeah, totally. I, I, I think that, you know, it, it is great that there are more, like, you know, for me, looking at growing up today versus when I was a kid, I'm 46, so that's my kind of, like, frame of reference. And, like, there are more exposures to, you know, men who are, it's okay to be vulnerable. Like, everyone watches Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm the last guy, I've not seen it yet. Yeah, neither have I. I can't <laughs> wait to see it. Yeah, but, like, it's 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 just, you know, it's like, the, there's examples of men, like, a, a, a more full idea. Mm-hmm. But it's still, for the most part, there are more men, like, vulnerability for us as guys is a threat. Yeah. yeah. Like, when, if there, if it feels like it's okay or there's no sense of danger, then we think we can be vulnerable, but we do it like a transaction. It's like, yeah. I'll open up and be vulnerable if it's an exchange for sex or an exchange yes. for impressing someone, right? It's like, you know, like I, I used, I still do. Well, the pandemic is different, but when we used to hang out in person all the time, like I would take people out and, um, you know, we'd go out for lunch or coffee or, or dinner or whatever. And like people of all genders, right? Like because I drove, I'd offer to drive people home and, it was just so wild, like, like people like sitting in the front seat with like two men in the front seat. There's this kind of like you drive the person home, and I could sense there was this kind of like all of a sudden this kind of tension, mm-hmm. and it's because this is like scenario that's like a dating scenario, like that w- opening up and being physically close, but also like really getting deep, you know. And again, like the muscle memory, the emotional muscle memory is like. This is what I do at a date or I, right. I open up because that's what you do to kind of like, I give you some of my um, sensitivity and then I get some, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of what's going on. That's not happening here, you know? So it's really interesting to think about how, you know, as men, um, we, we can practice or on the surface do these things. But, you know, I, I got to quote the homie Brene Brown, like she always talks about, vulnerability as being like it's uh uncertainty it's risk and it's emotional exposure and for men that's like yeah that it sounds like death mm-hmm. that's like uncertainty like what you're seeing right now is because of so much uncertainty that's around yep. us like men are struggling because for us we need to be the solution we need to be the, the fixer we need to have the problem fixed like you you yeah. know like I got it. Yeah. Like, I've got the money or the muscles yeah. to take care of you. I got this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you don't got this, then what's my fucking value? Like, oh, my God, I'm a loser. Right? Yeah. So uncertainty, risk, taking a risk, taking a chance, being emotionally open, uh, those things, that's like, you know, men want to run. And so that's what happens. Like, you know, you get in, you, you meet someone, everything's going great. It's it's all the things you have in common, great sexual energy and chemistry, and then it gets real. And then, like I said, all that stuff comes to the surface. And it's like, okay, peace, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, and I, a relationship with your therapist as well. Like, I imagine, 
it's trying to kind of deep dive and the person's just yeah. staying surface level. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know? And that it, to me, that's what the dating landscape feels like right now is very much like surface level. A lot of surface level, like, okay, I heard, I read your tweets or whatever. Like, yeah. okay, I saw the by Felipe account. Like, I get it. I've got to <laughs> not, I feel like it's a lot of like, now I have to restrict things about myself yeah. and not, I feel like men are more afraid now and not actually trying to be better people, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. now it's yeah. like operating more fear-based, like, oh, I'm just uh, going to avoid her entirely because I'm scared that I'll do something that will, you know, make her tweet about me or something. Like, that's yeah. what mm -hmm. it's feeling like to me now more than genuine, like, I want to change and be better and actually... Yeah. Do you think it's because it's because they're feeling that fear of uncertainty and like they don't have their sh have it together, so they're like, or what do you think the the reason? Yeah, could what be? could that be? Yeah, totally. I think part of it is like, you know, it doesn't matter. Again, like you could have amazing parents, amazing parenting, amazing role models. You're still bombarded with these messages that as a man you need to, like, the measure of a man is what I can demonstrate what I can own or what I produce, right? Yep. So it's like, um, I can, you know, just looking at me, you can tell, like, I I could take care of you. I could probably, you know, fuck you for five hours straight, like, you know, like, whatever it is. And then, like, look at the, what I produce. Here's my income. Here's my car. Oh. Here are the clothes I wear, you know, um, and all these different things. And it's things. so evident so that men think like that because it's always the first thing that they want to put out there, <laughs> whether... <laughs> When they're, I think you've yeah. written about this too, of like when it's like they send unsolicited dick pics and they mm. like are like, I make this amount of money and blah, blah, blah. And they put up all this superficial stuff because they think that's what's important. They're like, oh, this yeah, is what women want. And yeah. it's like, yes, kind of, but also that's like not the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's tricky, right? Because like they're, they're, we're, we're, we hear that, but it's not registering. Yeah. And I think for what you're seeing with a lot of young men, I think now because of social media and the internet, there are more young men who can kind of find each other and kind of commiserate. Like they perceive that they're, they're, um, they're victims, that it's like, if this is your idea of, of manhood, like we, we, you know, toss phrases like Chad or what have you, like the, the guy who's like blonde, blue eyed, chiseled, drives a nice car, has all these friends, um, gets to date the woman that you're you go to bed jerking off thinking about, mm. like he's dating her mm -hmm. or he dated her. Mm -hmm. Like if I don't achieve that, I failed as a man. So failed masculinity, I think, is this big thing for for young men and men. Like I'm not living up to the standard. I'm a failure. Yeah, you know. So that leads to like the defensiveness, the um, hating women, blaming women. You know, blaming women for all the problems in my life versus looking in the mirror and being like, well, what can I do differently? What about me is of value, mm -hmm. you know, and embracing that. No, people like this about you. Women or whoever you're attracted to love this about you, like this about you. This has worth. This has value. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. 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 It's, it's trying to learn to it's it's it is it is complicated. Right. It's 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 challenging because you can believe in those things like you know like you might not have the body like so and so you might not have the moves or it might not be funny or 
well, what do I bring to the table? But there's so much. But if you're not valuing it, because you're taught that as a man, I need to dominate. Like I need to knock her off her feet. I need to like, I need to like make more money than him. I need to like be better in bed than him or her, you know, or them. Yeah. So yeah, it's all this, all this stuff. And if you're like emotionally, again, like if you're emotionally like out of shape, like thinking about those things is like trying to run a marathon and you're like, Oh, this is too much for me. Yeah, Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. And it's like uh, comparing yourself to other men and like, and instead of like going inward and like, uh, working on yourself and like building that, uh, freedom from, from like outside validation, which women have to build up too. Um, but -hmm. if you don't do that, then it turns into this, you know, gross version of masculinity that's all about superficial things yeah and it's like literally like then you get your dick pics right like they're like without being asked just tossed at someone to kind of like the ultimate extreme of that see look what i can do look what i've got yeah Mm -hmm. like does this work yeah you know what do you think like it's you know and you think like if you step back and look at it it just it really makes no sense like what there might be a handful of people who are okay like they're they're open to to getting that but the vast majority of people are just like what are you doing yeah this just makes absolutely no yeah, sense it's you like know? coming and, out of nowhere i know i'm always like they're just like tr- they're trying to skip ahead like so f- they're just like jumping over all of this like i'm thinking of that meme where it's like the, you're, they're skipping all the steps yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like yeah. someone skipping like five steps like you ha- they're like ju- just jumping ahead so far and it's like okay you have to like work your way up you know we're talking about dick pics well sending unsolicited dick pics or like jumping into like you know because i don't think guys who send unsolicited unsolicited dick pics really think that they're going to have sex from doing that yeah i mean i think it's just to get a reaction of any kind yeah that's a fair point it's kind of like when when a man is catcalling a woman on the street like yeah. you know like he's not thinking this is a great way to meet my future partner like <laughs> yeah. he's trying to impress the boys he's trying to feel good about himself yeah you know it's very much like i describe that like um how i describe this like our pursuit of identity as men is like a ladder we're trying to climb so you're trying to be all these things like tough strong perfect you're the solution, not the problem. Everyone wants to be you or everyone wants to fuck you. And anything less than that is considered soft, weak, or it's considered feminine. So we devalue anything that's not those things. And the, climbing the ladder is an aggressive act. It's like domination. I need to be above everybody. So we treat women like the, the rungs on that ladder. Like women become the stepping stones mm-hmm. that I use to attain power. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in this relationship. Why are you even in it? Like why are you approaching this woman? Why do you want to have sex tonight? Mm-hmm. Like why? Why? Why you don't even thinking about yeah. those things, right? It's like, well, duh, because you know I'm a guy, or because I'm horny. Like, no, you're not. Are you really horny right now? Well, not really. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and to really get into it, it's like I can't even say that because like men are supposed to want sex all the time, right. but yeah. so to really like peel back. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah. Like, why is this happening right now? Is to step back and look at all this stuff that we talked about that requires the deep digging 
it's like gardening. You got to get in the dirt. Yeah. And you got to get dirty. And it's uncomfortable. And <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so it's yeah. like, so how, it's do you, like... how do you get guys to do this? Or how do you how do you get them to like be like, hmm, maybe I should just like look into this? Well, this is the challenge, yeah. right? Because um, it's not a sexy sell. Yeah. Like you right. have right now, you know, people who used to be pickup artists have now moved into like more like men's coaching yeah and their language is a bit more sophisticated they use a little bit of that kind of like getting in touch with da 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 like the divine masculine or whatever so they they commandeer all these different terms and phrases but it gets back to you got to be a man you got to dominate you got to take what you want you need to be the lion in the mm -hmm. jungle da 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 and it's the same old shit mm -hmm. it's just kind of like Re repackaged yeah but so and so again it's like it's easier to coddle guys to say look it's just all about getting what you want, you know, or it's like, it's not your fault. So coddling men and saying it's women's fault. Like that, that's like from Jordan Peterson to again, all these, like, like the, the clubhouse, I left it because it was full of these kind of men's coaches doing that mm. stuff. The, the real hard work is just that. And it's what, what blows my mind is like, you know, a lot of guys that they, they're willing to do hard work. So for example, if I want to look like, whoever yeah. like i want to be able to play a certain sport mm -hmm. um i'm willing to go to the gym i'm willing to like go and like i know 24 hours later you know my core my legs my ass like they're going to be sore mm -hmm. and i look forward to that burn because i have a goal like i'm working towards it or it's like i'm taking these courses uh financial courses that bore me to death but i want to become whatever so i have these goals for my career i'm willing to put in the work but when it comes to emotionally doing that work, mm -hmm. we are not willing to, like, go to the emotional gym. It's yeah. like, fuck that. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not willing to. It's too painful. Yeah. But we're willing to put ourselves through pain for other things. So it's like, what do I prioritize? What's valuable? Mm -hmm. So the sell of, hey, this is going to make you a better person. It's like, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> but they get away but, with but being not a better person <laughs> a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why. Because yeah. Because we let them <laughs> i mean someone yeah, in our part yeah. of this too like i remember seeing yeah. a tweet a few days ago that was a woman being like i know like you're gonna hate me for saying this or whatever but like i really don't like seeing men cry like it actually is a turn off or whatever yeah, it was like yeah. some tweet like that where i was like oh like even women can participate in this kind of Oh yeah, that women can definitely be part of the problem. Or like you know, like oh, if he's only if he's under six feet tall, I will not talk to him. Like things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Definitely, you can see how it affects everybody, and it. I could see that contributing to men feeling like, oh, these are the things I need to work on versus like the inner part of me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's like we need like. We need, like I described as like models of possibility. Like it's possible to to do this and look like this and be like this. Like yeah. or it's possible to, to act this way. And the, the, again, the challenge is you're right. Like it comes from all different, you know, it comes from parents. It comes from media. It comes from the place you worship or hang out. It comes from the nightclub. It comes from everywhere, right? Like all these messages. And yeah, unfortunately, it could be a thing where... Um, like I talked about you being emotionally jacked and then your partner being out of shape. And then you come across a guy who's willing to do that work. And then that puts it on you where it's like, now you have to also deal with your stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and you're used to kind of like, 
I'm used to these roles that we play, and it keeps it, even though it drives me nuts, it also keeps certain things in containers. So I, I'm not having to like push through and work on these different things. And you know, I think it's important to point out, like in a relationship, it's not about like your partner isn't your personal trainer when it comes to that emotional work. Like you need to have, whether it's a therapist or a group of friends, like I describe it like when you go to the emotional gym, you go with your friends, like you're yeah. hanging out. And you're, like, spotting each other. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, the stereotype, which is, to be honest, is more often true than not, if, um, you know, someone who's not a cis male, um, they, straight cis male, like, if they break up with somebody, their friend is, like, over with, like, the half-open bottle of wine, so grab some cheese, let's go, we're going to come over, we're going to talk, we're going to, you know, talk it through. And that's that kind of, like, let's go to the gym, let's, let's work it out, you know, and... I think as men, we need to kind of learn how to do that um, with each other. That concludes this portion of the episode, but we have the rest of the interview on our Patreon. Don't forget to follow Jeff at Jeff Pereira on Instagram and go to his website, higherunlearning.com. If you liked the episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and or share it with a friend. If you really want to support us, subscribe to our Patreon, where you can access early commercial-free episodes, weekly mini-episodes, and unlock the full back catalog of bonus content. Submit a question or story to our number, 323-435-6919. Special thanks to our producer, Jack, for creating all of the original music.